Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast is an edited recording from our Sunday morning service held on October 15th, 2023. For news and information and to find out how to join us, please visit www.stjamesleith.org.uk. A warm welcome to everybody here, especially visitors. I think we have two visitors from Bolivia, is that right? Sharu and Igor, is that? Lovely to have you and everyone else who's visiting. And a special welcome to Bishop John and his wife Claire, uh, who've come uh, for the commissioning. So today we are celebrating two ministries. Um, uh, One, Colin, who's been here, I think, 50 years, which we'll do after... Uh, the service as he sort of lets go of various responsibilities and uh, also during the service uh, Joe will be uh, commissioned as associate priest to St. James and uh, to the diocese so it, it's a, a exciting uh, lovely day for us all however I am aware I know there's always uh, tragic events happening in the world but I'm sure you'll agree with me What's happening in Israel-Palestine at the moment is particularly uh, distressing and heartbreaking, really. So I thought this morning, uh, and for those at home, welcome to you as well, that we normally uh, prepare our hearts and minds with the moment's quiet and light a candle. If we just have a little bit longer, um, uh, uh, maybe one minute, uh, moving on to two minutes, as we light the candle, each one of us, Um, thinks about, prays about uh, that situation because it's awful and there's awful things happening elsewhere in the world. We shouldn't forget that either. Um, So I'm going to invite, uh, if the singing bowl is rung, invite Naomi to light the candle and those at home to light the candle and have a moment's silence uh, for the situation um, that is happening in Israel-Palestine.
So as we turn to our confession, we remember this week, as Ian said there, how much building there is to do and how much we're a part of this. So let's um, turn to God for our confession. Trusting in God's forgiveness, let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. Come home to yourselves and to each other. May the all that is unfree in you be released, and may you blossom into a future graced with love. Amen. reading is from Isaiah from chapter 25. O Lord, you are my God, I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. For you have made the city a heap, the fortified city a ruin. The palace of aliens is a city no more, it will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will glorify you. Cities of ruthless nations will fear you. For you have been a refuge to the poor, a refuge to the needy in their distress, a shelter from the rainstorm and a shade from the heat. When the blast of the ruthless was like a winter rainstorm, the noise of aliens like heat in a dry place, you subdued the heat with the shade of clouds, the song of the ruthless was stilled. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
The Gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. Glory to Christ our Saviour. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. Then he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the gospel. Good news for all. Praise, Praise to you, to you Christ. Loving God, touch our hearts. Help us to increasingly understand your generosity and help us to widen our embrace to all people. Amen. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for reading that, Richard. Quite a, a sinister um, king there. <laughs> Quite scary. Um, very, it's very perplexing uh, gospel, uh, which combined on the one hand a radical welcome to a wedding feast, uh, particularly in the first 10 verses, uh, which has in it instructions to invite um, everybody, both good and bad. And then it's followed by uh, verses four, 10 to 14 describing the exclusion of a guest for not wearing a wedding robe. So you've got this inclusion, exclusion, going on. And there's many potential uh, explanations, which actually I would like to explore, but um, I'm not going to today, uh, except to say that, uh, to remember that Jesus is telling the parable to the Pharisees and Sadducees, who were the gatekeepers, basically, on, who decided who is in and who is out of God's favor. And I partly wonder if there's a satirical kind of warning there to them that they're so busy judging others and making rules about who's in and out that they well, may well be the ones that miss the party themselves altogether. 
But the overriding thrust of the parable for me is how hard it is for God to give away God, in a sense. That God seems to passionately want us to come home, to enjoy the feast on offer, and it is uh, no soup kitchen here, but a banquet with uh, oxen and fatted calves uh, being slaughtered. So the story is all about invitation, about God's constant, uh, persistent, and repeated invitation for us to join the party. And I find it interesting that life uh, with God or eternal life um, is referred to a banquet, I counted a wedding feast a party 15 times in the gospel and once as a courtroom scene uh, in the parable of the uh, sheep and goats. And yet that one parable of sheep and goats seems to override our imagination um, of what eternal life is like, that somehow we'll be judged um, there. Whereas actually the overwhelming um, imagery or metaphor is one of a party. And today's uh, description of the party describes, I think, a radical welcome to all, and that our part is simply to accept the invitation. And yet it seems so hard to accept this invitation for many, to be glad and rejoice in God's salvation, as the passage in Isaiah said at the end, where there are no strings attached. So I'm going to hope the following story might help us understand uh, our difficulty in accepting the invitation and enjoying the, the party. And it's a story, uh, when I was invited for interview here, I had to uh, do a little mini sermon, and it's a story I told uh, in that sermon. So please forgive me, those people that were there. There seem to be masses of you. There are about 20, <laughs> 20 people. Uh, I do remember Suzanne at front smiling, and that sort of kept me going. I just kept my eyes on Suzanne. <laughs> the rest of them were scowling. No, that's not true. That's not true. Um, but it's a story uh, that I told, and it was uh, visiting a friend in Syracuse in New York State. And I told them that I wanted to climb this mountain um, to, so that I could watch the sun rise um, over Lake Placid. And uh, my friend actually thought I was mad, but agreed to drop me at the foot of the west side of the mountain at about three in the, the morning. Um, so I began to climb, I had my rucksack on, head torch, uh, walking boots, um, as my uh, boys would say, all the gear and no idea. They, fre <laughs> they fre frequently tell me when I go for a cycle ride. Um, and I started up the mountain, through the forest, you know, lost footpaths, found them again, scrambled over rocks. Um, Suffice to say, it was, uh, just to cut a long story short, it was hard work and it had a touch of jeopardy. It felt exciting. So when I finally uh, reached the top, I had a real sense uh, of achievement and I found a little place that had my coffee flask and my sandwich and I watched the sunrise and it was stunning. It was absolutely beautiful. And I just sat there and soaked uh, in, the, in the voices. Uh, in the, in the uh, uh, sunset. And then I heard these, some voices, uh, and I have to say I got a little bit fed up that someone else was on my <laughs> mountain. Um, but then I saw them and they had backpacks on and they had walking boots and I thought they, they've 
done the same as me. They've walked up the back, uh, fair play, um, and they sat far enough away from me, and I could uh, enjoy uh, the mountain, enjoy the view. But as time went by, I heard more and more voices, and they became louder, and I saw two Asian men uh, holding hands, and uh, I'm a liberal person. That wasn't the problem. It was the fact that they were dressed so fashionably, in kind of shoes, and they didn't have a backpack, didn't have walking boots on, and um, I thought, well, that's a different type of person that's come uh, onto my mountain. (laughs) And my irritation just grew as the numbers grew, and the noise got louder, and I stopped enjoying the view. Uh, Then a large, very friendly American lady came up to me and said, hello. And I remember thinking, really, what I was thinking, what on earth are you doing on this mountain? And how on earth have you reached the top? So I, I went and said, um, how, how did you... Oh, actually, I, also, I saw a, uh, someone in a wheelchair further down. And uh, I said, how on earth... Uh, well, I didn't actually say it like that. I tried to do it <laughs> politely. I said, how did you get here? And she replied, I took the elevator. And uh, on the east side of the mountain, as I sort of walked over the top, there there was a sort of big footpath, there was cable cars coming up, there was a little elevator at the last bit of the mountain, and somehow my heroic endeavours of climbing up the back of the mountain didn't seem uh, so great. And I think, if I'm honest, the challenge for me and for many of us is Are we willing to share the mountain with others who aren't backpackers, others who aren't... Are we willing to enjoy this feast with others that are so different, with, as the pastor says, the good and the bad? Because we really like to be the ones that God likes, because we deserve it. We've done the hard yards to get to the mountaintop. And I think that's why religious groups, whether it's different faith groups, denominations, spend so much time sort of circling the wagons, drawing the lines, deciding who's in, um, who's out. And it's almost uh, offensive uh, to us or to them that God pretty much likes everybody and is radically inviting and welcoming all to be part of the banquet. And our job is that we need to actively accept and join in and not be looking around uh, others uh, there uh, and actually enjoying it. And we need to enjoy it with people, not only with backpacks on, but those coming up by cable car, elevator, whatever, and enjoy the meal and the view on the mountain. So God's welcome is radical and wide. And today we Uh, celebrate Joe and Colin uh, and Christine as well, ministries. And the one thing they all have in common, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, that whoever walks through those doors, Colin and Christine will be the first to welcome them, the first to talk to them, and the first to be interested in them and make them feel accepted. And similarly, Joe's wide open smile and welcome is so genuine and contagious, and and I've seen that as she welcomes uh, uh, people, uh, particularly families with children, and also the way she engages with people outside. 
And I think our challenge as we reclaim our building and increasingly want to enter the bloodstream of our community is to follow their example and to replicate God's radical welcome to all without judgment or prejudice. And I don't know if uh, those Leith people here, if you know of a shop on Great Junction Street called Anything and Everything. Um, great shop. I go in there from time to time and ask for something just to test their claim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last, I, I went in to ask for a one amp fuse and fair enough, they had it. It was amazing. Um, but anyway, maybe we should have a sign saying anybody and everybody is welcome here. Amen. Well, it's really lovely to be with you this morning. Um, as we receive the gift and also celebrate the gift of Joe's ministry here. Um, there are various things for us to respond to and for Joe to respond to, um, all on your service sheet. And I ask now the rector to present Joe. Well, I present Joe to the bishop and to the congregation. We present to you Joe, uh, who has been called to serve as associate priest in this congregation and a priest in the diocese. We believe her to be worthy to serve God and God's people in this office. So we ask you as Bishop of Edinburgh to license Joe as associate priest of St. James. Thank you. Let us offer our prayers to God for all God's people, for this congregation, and for Joe, now called as associate priest. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Ever living God, strengthen and sustain those whom you have chosen, that with patience and understanding they may love and care for your people, and grant that together they may follow Jesus Christ, offering to you their gifts and talents. Through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. The Church is the people of God, the body of Christ and the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. It is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In baptism, every disciple is called to ministry according to the gifts of the Spirit. Some, by ordination, are given particular tasks, sharing the ministry of their bishop. They serve and sustain the community of the faithful through the ministry of word and sacrament and show an example of obedience to the way of Christ in works of love. This is the work for which Joe has been chosen. In the name of God and on behalf of this congregation, I call you, Joe, to serve as associate priest in this congregation. Do you accept this call? I do. I have a nice license here, which um, is addressed to the Reverend Joanne Sarah Henderson. And it says that we hereby commission you to perform all the duties competent to your order as priest at St. James Church, Leith, Edinburgh, in our diocese. 
And it's signed by me, with my seal on there, on this 15th day of October in the year of our Lord, 2023, and of our consecration, the 12th. So as we call Joe to this new ministry, we stand as we celebrate the ministry in which we all share as we renew our baptismal promises. So, as disciples of Christ, will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of the bread and in the prayers? With the, With the help of God, I will. Will you proclaim the good news by word and deed, serving Christ in all people? With the help of God, I will. Will you work for justice and peace, honouring God in all creation? This is the task of the church. It is our task to live and work for the kingdom of God. God of mercy and love, new birth by water and the spirit is your gift, a gift that none can take away. Grant that we, your servants, may grow into the fullness of the stature of Christ. Fill us with the joy of your presence. Increase in us the fruit of your spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of love, patience, the spirit of wonder and true holiness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And I invite you all to pray together with me. Come, Creator Spirit, rekindle in Joe your gifts of grace to love and serve as a disciple of Christ. Renew her life in Christ and bring to completion all that your calling has begun. Amen. Joe, accept with joy the service of God as associate priest of this congregation. Preach the living word of God, administer the sacraments of eternal life, guard and strengthen the flock in this charge. And may the blessing of God Almighty be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. When I close each bidding with Lord, hear us, will you reply, Lord, graciously. Hear us. Let us pray. We pray for the Church of Christ in her gloriously diverse forms and settings. May we here in Leith fulfill your calling with creativity and joy, with a sensitive ear for your leading and with a compassionate heart for the needs around us. And as we celebrate licensing of Joe to the church, we pray for all those charged and tasked with leadership, for Bishop John and all priests and deacons in this diocese, giving thanks for their gifts and their callings and their willingness to serve. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Pray for the world and its people, remembering national and international conflicts and concerns and refugees fleeing war. We lament 
we deeply grieve the bloodshed in Israel-Palestine. We plead for your mercy in the rapidly worsening humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Protect the innocent. Return the hostages. Be with children and those who are too infirm to move, to evacuate. Comfort the bereaved and those who have not yet heard from loved ones. And bless efforts for peace between Israel and Arab states. And in a moment of silence, please bring before God this and other conflicts and injustices that weigh most heavily on your heart at this time. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Pray for our local communities of Leith and Edinburgh, for commerce, service industries, and manufacturing, for the growth of job prospects. Pray also for the welfare needed to protect the most vulnerable and those who cannot work. And we pray for the success of projects that break down barriers of class and gender, race and creed, and that serve the common good. Lord, hear us. Pray for the sick and the infirm. Pray for those who are abused and those who are neglected, young and old. And pray for those whom we know who are in anguish, sorrow, pain or suffering. Lord, hear us. Hear us. Finally, we pray for those who are bereaved, whose loved ones have passed to a better place, free of pain. And we pray for those who remember the anniversary of their loss at this time. Grant them comfort, healing, and the hope of Christ's resurrection. Lord, hear us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bring these and all our prayers to our loving and merciful God. thanksgiving be to you, God, our creator, for the gift of your son, born in human flesh, 
Christ is your holy wisdom, existing beyond time, present at creation. Through Christ you revealed yourself in the world and bring your saving work to its completion. Obedient to your will, he died upon the cross. By your power you raised him from the dead. He broke the bonds of evil and set your people free to be his body in the world. On the night when he was given up to death, knowing that his hour had come, having loved his own, he loved them to the end. At supper with his disciples, he took bread and offered you thanks. He broke the bread and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, it is broken for you. After supper he took the cup, he offered you thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you, this is my blood of the new covenant, it is poured out for you and for all, that sins may be forgiven. Do this in remembrance of me. love and serve God. Amen. 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 Amen.